When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. Five of the top six teams in the country were on the road against unranked competition. Would any falter? A de facto Big Ten elimination game took place at Camp Randall, and two unbeatens in midst of historic seasons met in Conway. All that and more comes on the latest edition of the College Football Rewind. The biggest schools. Grabs in traffic, comes down with a touchdown. Touchdown, Scott. Touchdown, Alabama. Ohio State. Oregon. LSU. The biggest moments. Incomplete. Houston hits the line. Michigan. Game over. Touchdown, Gators. This is the College Football Rewind. That had to be a great game to watch. I'll tell you, unbelievable. Give it sick. The kick is good. And the Longhorns win. This is what big-time college football is all about. Here's your host, Kyle Tate. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the season's penultimate episode. Five of the country's top six teams were on the road over the weekend, with the toughest of those coming in the SEC. Number five Texas A&M had to go on the plains to face an Auburn team licking its wounds after a pummeling at the hands of Alabama last week. Two years ago it was, could the Aggies win late in the season in November? Last year was an early season matchup with Auburn. Jimbo Fisher, this Aggie team, trying to knock off the Tigers. On this December 5th, the Aggies are ranked fifth in the college football playoff poll. That means every snap, every play, every down matters from here on out. And I think the key for Auburn is, is you got to limit your third three and outs. I think uh, we set the limit at three. If Auburn can stay under that mark, then I think Auburn's going to have a good day today. If they have several three and outs and allow A&M to just eat up clock and move the chains, then it may be a tough day. Yeah, this drive is a heck of a start for the Aggies. They're driving right down the field. So Kellen goes back in the pistol. Spiller to his left. Kellen fires back at the end zone for Wattemeyer. Touchdown, Aggies! Jalen Widemeyer. Boy, it's a 10-yard touchdown. The Aggies strike first. 10-yard touchdown pass. Kellen Mond to Jalen Widemeyer. Aggie 7. Auburn nothing. It'll be about a 37-yarder out of the hold of Jackson McFadden. The snap from senior Bill Taylor. Snap down. Kick is on the way by Carlson. And the kick is good. 14-11 to go in the first half of play. And it's a 7-3 Texas A&M lead. On third and goal from the 1. Play action. Mond with time to throw. Now gets pressured. Gets it out to Weidermeyer at the five, and he's taken down for a loss on the play. And it will be a field goal attempt now for Texas A&M. We'll call it a 29-yard field goal attempt from the right hash mark. Snap down. The kick is on the way, and he missed it. He pulled it wide left. Wow. 
And that's a big victory for the Auburn defense, as it turns out. I'm just amazed at this drive that AM dominated and came away with no points. Big victory for this Auburn defense. Second and goal for Auburn from the five. Nix wants to throw it. He's in trouble. He goes, uh, he stays on his feet. Still stays on his feet. Rolls to his left. Nix to the five. He dives to the end zone. He's in. Touchdown, Auburn. Bo Nix. What a run by the sophomore quarterback. Five yards. How on earth did he get out of that sack? And Auburn takes the lead. Talk about making something out of nothing. Auburn has the lead for the first time today. 10-7 Tigers, 3.36 to go in the second quarter. And that means, fellas, adversity strikes. I mean, A&M was dominating this game in every facet, rushing the football, total yardage. A&M was driving, ready to take either a 14-3 or 10-3 lead. All of a sudden, you hook a field goal, you allow Auburn to come back down, and all of a sudden, the game has changed. 40 seconds left in this second quarter. Aggies have its second and goal just outside the goal line. Call it the half-yard line. Kellen goes under center. Kellen falls right side. Still no signal. Touchdown. Now they signal. Finally. Halftime with the Aggies ahead of the Auburn Tigers. 14-10. This is Aggie football from Learfield IMG College. Auburn from the uh, goal. It's Nix to the boundary, to the end zone. He's in. Second rushing touchdown of the day for Bo Nix. And Auburn takes the opening drive of the third quarter in for touchdown Auburn. That's exactly what the doctor called for on your opening kickoff. Ten minutes and 36 seconds to go in the third. It's Auburn back on top of number five, Texas A&M, 17 to 14. This will be a 24-yard field goal by Anders Carlson just inside the left hash. Jackson McFadden to hold it. There's the snap from Taylor. Snap down, kick is on the way, and the kick by Carlson is good. The Tigers open up a six-point lead. We go to the fourth with Auburn leading number five, Texas A&M, 20 to 14. This is the Auburn Sports Network. Yeah, the Aggies are going to have to get untracked offensively. Yeah. Uh, they've had two possessions here in the second half and have done nothing with them. See if they have an answer. In motion from right to left goes Jalen Weidemeyer, who has a 10-yard touchdown reception. Kellen in the pocket, a lot of time over the middle. Deflected and caught in a touchdown by Jalen Wattemeyer. Touchdown, Aggies. And the Aggies move ahead of Auburn. Texas A&M 21, Auburn 20. 13-31 to play in the fourth. This is the loudest Jordan Hare's been all day. A lot of students behind this end zone down here, and they are making noise as the Aggies are knocking on the door. Kellen under center. Second back through is Anias Smith, and Anias has the touchdown. Aggies. All right, lead play. Sub-zero cooled off this crowd, Will Johnson. <laughs> yeah, the noise didn't last long. And uh, Nias got up from the pile with uh, that one finger over his face mask and mouth. And uh, they uh, obliged. Yeah. They went silent. <laughs> Gives the Aggies a 28-20 lead on the Auburn Tigers with 8-12 remaining. Now, it looks like they're going to bring in Seth Small because here comes that unit. I like this decision. Right hash, 23-yard line. Seth Small, a 33-yard attempt to put the Aggies up 31-20. to Seth's kick, high, long, and good. And the Aggies have an 11-point lead here at Auburn with a minute nine remaining. The last time they were here, Auburn scored 21 straight to win 28-24. Right. The Aggies score 17 in a row, down 20-14, to have the 31-20 lead. The snap, the knee... The win for the Fighting Texas Aggies, 31-20 over the Auburn Tigers. Andrew Monaco and Dave Elmendorf on the Aggie Sports Network. With Andy Bertram and Stan White on the Auburn Sports Network, A&M passes its biggest remaining hurdle and runs the win streak up to six with a 31-20 victory. That was the highlight of the weekend. When we come back, we'll recap the only two games from Saturday that saw two ranked teams go head-to-head. That's next on the College Football Rewind. Quick, Dan, sell the people on the Solid Verbal College Football Podcast. Ooh, we've got game previews, recaps, weird sounds and segments. Keep going. It's free. The Solid Verbal is on every phone, Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever. Okay, I'm listening. You get to hear my co-host, Ty, sound miserable every time Notre Dame loses on a big stage. Come on. The Solid Verbal College Football Podcast. It's good. Dan, I'm sold. Yes! Search Solid Verbal wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Reliving the weekend on the gridiron. He's swerving inside the five. Touchdown, Iowa. Intercepted. The Bears win in triple overtime. Tiptoe to the end zone for six. Touchdown, Carolina. It's the College Football Rewind. Let's get it on. Saturday brought us just two top 25 matchups, and one came with major Big Ten implications, already with a loss each. Both Indiana and Wisconsin likely need to win out to have any chance to advance to the conference championship game. And for the Badgers, they'll need a potential change to the minimum number of games played. For the Hoosiers, it was game one without quarterback Michael Penix. Out for the year with a torn ACL, would it burst the bubble on a dream season? We welcome you to Wisconsin football. Felt like we had to punch up our GPS to find the directions to get back here. It's been six weeks since the Badgers had a home game. And finally, they get home game number two as they take on Tom Allen's Indiana Hoosiers. The Hoosiers are real, a legit team. They do it with solid defense. Talk about, obviously, from Indiana's perspective, new quarterback Jack Tuttle getting his first start in his career and really his first significant playing time in his career in kind of a situation in which he steps in because of Michael Penix's injury last week. Mertz awaits the snap. Two wide receivers. Here's the snap back. Mertz fires it over the middle. Incomplete. Indiana covering Jake Ferguson on that play and they're going to be forced to punt the ball. Tuttle back to throw. Winds up. Let's it fly right side and it's incomplete. Broke it up at the 40-yard line intended for Ty Freifogel. Incomplete pass and Indiana will be three and out on its first possession of the game. Here's the snap. Mertz back to throw. Gets hit and goes down and a fumble on the play. They're going to say the ground caused the fumble. The Hoosiers think they've recovered the football. Now the question is, did they or not? The officials having a discussion towards the Hoosiers. Fumble recovered by the defense. First down Indiana. Oh, so they do give them the fumble. So that's the end of the first quarter here in Madison, Indiana. And the Wisconsin Badgers scoreless after one period of play. But neither team establishes much of an offensive a show thus far. No, both fronts have been very good. Tuttle has shown himself ready for the task today. Second and goal for Indiana. Now in motion goes Ellis. Here is Jack Tuttle throwing the football. End zone, Peyton Hendershot, touchdown Indiana. And the Hoosiers draw first blood here in the second quarter in Camp Randall Stadium. Yeah, just a great job by Jack Tuttle there. So Indiana gets the first touchdown of this ball game. They take a 7-0 lead over the Badgers. 11-03 to go in the second period. This Wisconsin offense can sustain something. Looked like they may have had a little rhythm going on one of those first quarter possessions, but turnover. Indiana turned into points. See how the Badgers respond. Alan Larsh will try a 29-yard field goal inside edge of the left hash mark. Snap is good. Kick is in the air, and it is good. That's just the second field goal attempt of this season for Larsh, and he is now two for two, and this gets the Badgers on the scoreboard. Our score at the half is Indiana 7, Wisconsin 3. This is Badger football from Learfield IMG College. Jack Tuttle has played well in this ballgame. Buck, it's a game I think has been pretty conservatively called, I would say. They're throwing the ball some, but it's not a game where it's wide open. Still haven't run the football great. We'll see how this second half unfolds. It's third and goal at the 7. Tuttle takes the snap. Pressure comes. Throws the football. It's to the end zone. And there's the catch made by Wapfillier. Touchdown! And Indiana has scored another here in the start of the third quarter. Tuttle backpedal and throws off his back foot and throws a perfect ball on the flag route in the corner of the end zone. What a great opening drive. Not opening drive, any kind of drive for the Hoosiers to open this second half. And Indiana has jumped out on top 14-3. to 11-03 to go in the third quarter. Fire in motion to the near side. Mertz in the gun takes the snap. Looks over the middle. Fires the football. In. Hurts picked off. Jamar Johnson's got it. Make it third down and one Indiana. 7.20 left in the third quarter. Hoosiers get back on the ball. And Tuttle will try to sneak it. And the ball popped out. It's loose. Badgers say they have it. Let's see. And it'll be Wisconsin football. Oh, what a big turn of events as the Wisconsin defense gets it back. Well, the Badgers are living with some of the growing pains you're going to have when you have a freshman quarterback in Graham Mertz. He spent much of that defensive possession right on the hip of Paul Christ. 
Walker's called him over there and spent much of that possession. It's all part of the growing process, right? See how he handles this moving forward. Alan Larsh, 28-yard field goal try for the right hash mark. Kick is in the air, and it is good. Larsh two for two as it's a one-score game again. And that is the end of the third quarter. And Indiana still holding the lead. 14 to 6 over the Wisconsin Badgers here in Madison. We're back in a moment. This is IU football from Learfield IMG College. Here's the snap back, and here is Mertz looking to throw it. Fires it way over the head of the intended receiver out there, Jake Ferguson, the tight end. And now it's fourth down. Bakken, what do they do? They're going to punt it. They're going to punt it. 5.06 remaining. The Hoosiers lead by eight. Snap the tunnel. Badgers bringing linebacker pressure. A throw to the left, and that's incomplete. And to get the stop, Indiana forced to punt with 5.01 remaining. And the Badgers once again will have poor field position inside the 10 yard line. They mark at the 8. 4.48 remaining. Indiana 14, Wisconsin 6. On second down, pressure coming from the linebackers again. A throw wide open at the 35 to the 40. Jack Eschenbach up the sideline. And to the 47-yard line of Wisconsin. Third and eight, Mertz drops the throw. Looking, looking, flush to his right. Has room to run. He'll pull it down and run. 45-40, right side 35, and he'll slide near the 30 of Indiana. They'll mark at the 32-yard line. Second down and six. Now, does Indiana stay aggressive here. They've been bringing linebackers. Here's the snap. And Groshek. Oh, he got blasted. What a job by Micah McFadden who came in and put him on the ground in a big time hit. Fourth and ten. Graham Mertz. Bad snap. He gets picks it up. Throws it to the end zone and it is knocked away. What a play. Terrific job by the defense and Reese Taylor was there. Indiana will take over the football with Six seconds left, and Indiana looking like they're going to win this football game. Indiana wins. How about that? And Indiana has broken a 10-game losing streak to the Badgers, but more importantly, Buck, they're 6-1 on the football yeah. season, and right now, right there, as far as the Big East championship is concerned. Don Fisher and Buck Sewer on the Hoosier Sports Network, with Matt LaPay and Mike Lucas on the Badger Sports Network. Indiana comes up with their best defensive performance of the season, keeping Wisconsin out of the end zone, and to just enough on offense to win 14-6, meaning Northwestern wins the Big Ten West Division. From purely a win percentage standpoint, you could argue the game of the weekend came in Conway, South Carolina. Coastal Carolina was supposed to play Liberty, but because of COVID-19 issues, that game was canceled. In steps BYU, ranked 13th by the committee, and in need of a statement win. On an otherwise lazy Saturday, it gave the two 9-0 teams a chance to showcase themselves. We will have to snap it only one more time in this quarter. We're scoreless here as we go under 30 seconds left. Coastal, they're going to melt the last 9-15 of this first quarter off the clock. Unless we score here, it's second down from the BYU 6. Now, handoff, Marable, Marable straight up the gut. He's into the end zone, touchdown, Shana Clears. 94-yard drive by the Shana Clears as they make a statement here in the first chapter of this story. But Dan, extra point on the way. Oh, and he missed it. Missed it to the left. All right, into the first quarter. Your score after 15 minutes. Coastal 6, BYU nothing on the Shana Clear Sports Network. Obviously the first quarter, the defense on the first drive and the offense putting together that drive. Now's the time where BYU says, all right, that initial burst of energy is gone. Let's get to business. Double tight left, double wide right. One of the wides, Jackson goes in motion. Is Algier goes second level. The 30, the 20, the 10. He's going in. Tie game. Cougars with a Tyler Algier touchdown. See, Greg, just like that. 13.50 to go until halftime. BYU in front, 7-6. to six. They'll motion Marable now. Shift him to shotgun split backs. Oh, it's a fumble, and the Cougars have recovered, and I believe Grayson dropped the ball. Grayson McCall drops the ball, and we think Kyra's told the falls on it right at the line of scrimmage. Now there's a battle for it, but I think Cougar football is the result. It is BYU football on the fumble recovery. And BYU will go for this, apparently. They are 11 of 18 this season on fourth down conversions. Well, a big spot here in this ballgame with 10-15 and the clock turning here first half. BYU with a one-point lead. Ball just shy of the Coastal 49. They need the Shauna Clear 48. They'll go under center. High formation. Pitch. And it's going to be a throwback to Wilson. And Wilson wants a big play. Deep ball. Far side. Has Romney. And it's incomplete. Oh! They tried some razzle-dazzle. They got a little cute. And the Shauna Clears of hell. Fourth and goal. And the Shauna Clears get there. Snap. 
Handoff. And it's going to be straight ahead. And in zone. Touchdown. Shana clears on fourth and goal. Reese White scores. So with four minutes exactly remaining here in our first half, Coastal after the failed fourth down trickery by BYU. Say so this is how you do it on fourth down. Yep. Coastal 13, BYU 7. The yard line, spot of the slide. BYU hurrying it up. Zach throws far side. Complete at the sideline to Dax Milne. Dax Milne down the sideline. The 10, the 5. He's going in. Touchdown, Cougars! He never went out of bounds! And sprints down the sideline for the score from 42 yards out. After two quarters, BYU 14, Coastal Carolina 13, our score here on the BYU Sports Network. It'll be a 29-yard try just inside the right hash. Ryan Rico will hold the long snap, puts it down, kick on its way from Oldroyd, and it is through for three. And BYU extends the lead to four points, 17 to 13, 12 28 to play in quarter number three. We get the idea this is a big series in this ball game. BYU leads at 17 13. Colton really doesn't want to go down two scores in this thing. Off the 30, under center this time is Wilson. He'll put motion through the formation. Hand off to Algier. He's hit. He follows the ball. He follows the football. Who got it? I think Coastal came up with it. And we did. Turnover club time for Silas Kelly. <laughs> Great field position for the Coastal offense and a chance to turn this game around. This will be just beyond the 30, so call this a, unofficially, we're going to call it 41 yards. And CJ Shrimp to snap it over to the hole at the start. He puts the kick on the way, and he's going to split the sticks good. So the Shanaclairs get points off the turnover. Not a touchdown, but Coastal gets a field goal to cut it back to a one-point game. BYU 17 and Coastal 16. Fans, don't go anywhere. We've got 15 minutes to decide this one. Your score, BYU 17, Coastal 16. Wow, Chris Bergen, what's it feel like down there? Give you an idea, I can barely hear you guys, even when it's relatively quiet. The atmosphere in this building is as good as we have seen for a long, long time. With 20,000 people in this building, it will be wonderful. I'm looking forward to that day, but it, the crowd has given its all tonight. Uh, Coastal's got to be thrilled with the performance by their football team, but certainly by their fan base today. It'll be goal to go for Coastal down at the BYU 3. Shonaclair's knocking on the door. 13th play of the drive coming up for Coastal. Started at their own 15. Handoff, CJ straight ahead. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Shonaclair's, and Coastal retakes the lead. So coach is telling me go for two. Give me the Maylocks, boys. Oh! Now motion by Marable through the formation snap. Handoff, Reese White, not going to get there. Stuffed right at the point of attack. So the two-point conversion goes by the boards, but for the third time tonight, Coastal has taken the lead with 11.35 to go in the ball game. Coastal 22, BYU 17. And the possession time we also knew was a strength of Coastal, and it's turned out to be that tonight. It uh, underscores the gravity of the mistakes made by BYU. Third down and four, so here's the play of the game, the down of the game for BYU. Pretty simple. If Coastal Carolina makes a first down, the game is over. If BYU gets a stop, they get the ball back. Shots 22, Cougars 17, BYU needing a stop. Power pistol to the right. McCall keeps to the right, didn't get there. He got close, it's fourth and two. They'll place it at the 18, an 82-yard field, 55 seconds on the clock. It'll be the one-minute drill for the win. On such a frustrating day for BYU, can they summon magic when it's needed most? Wilson backpedals into the end zone, steps up, fires. He's got Romney, makes the catch near midfield, 43-yard line. Zach on a five-step. Pressure comes, evades it to the right, throws. Algier makes the catch and gets out of bounds at the 45-yard line for a first down. Second and 10 from the Coastal 31. Ball between the hash marks. Zach in the shotgun. Has twins left and right. Snap to BYU's Wilson. Throws to the far sideline. Catch made, gets out of bounds. Does Milne with three seconds to go. He got to the 18-yard line before stepping out, so this is it. Here you go. Last play of the game. Win it or lose it right here. Three seconds left at the Coastal 18. Wilson back, looks, pressure coming, looks, fires it towards the end zone. It's going to be caught. He's going to be stopped. He's stopped at the two-yard line, and the shot of clears have pulled the upset of the season in college football. They had to go 82 yards. They went 81 and a half. Joe Cashin and Lane Harris on the Chanticleer Sports Network with Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson on the BYU Sports Network. In a phenomenal back-and-forth game, the Cougars came up two yards short, and Coastal wins the biggest game in its short FBS history, 22-17. Plenty of other action to get to across the rest of the top 25. We'll recap everything from around the country on Friday and Saturday after these messages on the College Football Rewind. 
We saved serious cash with our Progressive Home and Auto Bundle and used the money to buy a new boat. Who's ready to water ski? (laughs) This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough for a new boat. They'll probably spend it on rent or gas money or maybe one of those little plastic waiting pools for the yard. Ahoy there! Is what the captain might say on the toy boat in your waiting pool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. All the best plays from coast to coast. He makes the catch. Touchdown! West Virginia! He got a signal! Touchdown! Bulldogs! Punt! Ball is loose! And this is going to be a Stanford touchdown! This is the College Football Rewind. Notre Dame stayed put as the number two team in the country after outlasting North Carolina last week and without even playing managed another win during the week. Because of some ACC scheduling changes, the Irish officially clinched its spot in the conference championship game on December 19th to celebrate. Notre Dame took care of Syracuse. Notre Dame up on Syracuse 10-7 from the shotgun. Book drops back, throws to the far sideline, complete at the 15, across the 10, back to the 5, and leaping toward the end zone and into the end zone, Javon McKinley. And is ready for the snap with Kyron Williams to his left. Fakes to him, stands in the pocket, lifts one down the near sideline. McKinley in the end zone, touchdown Notre Dame! Fade pass to the left to McKinley. Third and four from the 18. Here comes the blitz up the middle, and Ian Book, he stands in, steps up, has some room to run across the 20. 15-10, a shot to the end zone, sprints into the end zone, touchdown Ian Book. Paul Burmeister from Westwood One. It wasn't their prettiest game of the season, but 21 second quarter points is enough for the Irish to take care of the Orange, 45-21, as Ian Book accounts for four touchdowns. With a spot in Charlotte officially wrapped up, all third-ranked Clemson needed to do to join the Irish was beat Virginia Tech in Blacksburg. Lawrence, hands off Dixon, up the middle he goes, 15-10, spins his way at the five, stays on his feet, touchdown! Lawrence goes shotgun ETN to his right-hand side, fakes it to ETN, keeps it himself, and runs it inside the five, dives for the end zone, touchdown! Lawrence, second rushing touchdown of this game, and Clemson extends their lead to 23-10. Hooker will take the shotgun snap, bobbles it, loose on the ground, and scrambling for it, and it's going to be picked up by Kendrick. Kendrick scoops it up, cross the 50. He's at the Virginia Tech 30, at the 20, and it's going to be a scoop and score for Darian Kendrick. Don Munson from JMI Sports, tied at 10 late in the first half, the Tigers score five unanswered touchdowns as they run away with it 45 to 10 meaning we'll officially get the rematch between clemson and notre dame on december 19th that leaves miami as the odd man out the number 10 hurricanes return to action for the first time since mid-november on saturday facing duke and the canes showed no signs of rust king nice hands oh. away big hole on the left side here we go harris is long gone he's at the 10 he's at the five cameron harris will take it all the way home for a miami touchdown king back to throw fire down the middle caught by harley there he goes harley to the 30 he's long gone he's at the 20 15 10 mike harley goes into the end zone touchdown miami De'Ara king with a beautiful bomb to Mike Harley. Joe Zagaki on 560 WQAM. Miami gets four scores from De'Eric King and blanks Duke 48-0 to move to 7-1. The final ranked ACC team is North Carolina. Off its loss to Notre Dame on Black Friday, the Heels capped its regular season against FCS Western Carolina. Another run, handoff to Carter. Carter up the middle, stiff arm at the two and has a touchdown for the Tar Heels. 28-3 Carolina. 34-3 Carolina as Howe hands to Carter who cruises in for his third touchdown of the day. Jones Angel on the Tar Heel Sports Network. Michael Carter scores three first-half touchdowns and UNC eases past the Catamounts 49-9. The SEC. Alabama held serve as the top team in the country after its big Iron Bowl victory. And with Nick Saban back on the sideline, the Tide's revenge tour continued on Saturday with a trip to Death Valley that continued LSU's season-long woes. Here now the snap. Handoff, Najee goes right, goes left, goes right, goes left, goes into the end zone. Touchdown, Alabama! From the 25, here's Mack. Straight drop on the far hash mark. Looks long, wide open, near side, touchdown, Billingsley! And all of the LSU players are looking at each other said, I thought you had him. No, I, I thought you had him. No, 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 he had him. Up near side has a man that's Devontae near side 10 5. Touchdown Alabama! Oh my goodness.
goodness gracious, it takes like no time. Don't blink, you'll miss it. Eli Gold on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Bama scores 45 first-half points. Najee Harris and Devontae Smith each score three times. And the Tide locks up a spot in the SEC title game with a 55-17 victory over the Tigers. It's Alabama's fifth division title in seven years. Sixth-ranked Florida could join them in Atlanta with a win over Tennessee. And the Gators did so with emphasis against the struggling Vols. Under center, trash drops back, swings a pass off into the flat to the left, and wide open, Canarius Tony will waltz into the end zone, hand the ball to the official, and the Gators have done it again, scoring in the final two minutes of the first half to take the 16-7 lead. The eight-yard line, here's Trask to throw it again, and fires to the end zone, it's caught, it's a touchdown, Trey Grimes, and the Gators make it a 23-7 lead. Nick Hubert on the Gator Sports Network, 417 yards and four more touchdown passes for Kyle Trask, and Florida cruises to a 31-19 victory over the Vols to officially clinch the East Division. The SEC title game on December 19th will feature the Gators and Alabama. The Big Ten. In what is already a shortened season, Ohio State is potentially putting the committee in an awkward position. The Buckeyes are 4-0 with a win over a highly ranked team in Indiana, but at most will play seven games compared to everyone else's 10 or more, meaning Ohio State needs to pass the eye test with flying colors. Buckeyes have three wide to the right, single flanker to the left, Fields is in a shotgun, gets the snap, rolls to the right at the Michigan State 35, throws on the run up the right side. Garrett Wilson has it at the 10, Wilson to the 5, and into the end zone goes Garrett Wilson for the touchdown catch. Fields gets the snap out of the shotgun takes off running himself left side and gets into the end zone easily for Ohio State's third touchdown of the day third and one Ohio State from their own 36 yard line fields out of the shotgun hands to his tailback Sermon running right side Sermon to the 50 yard line Sermon to the 40 of Michigan State to the Spartan 30 goes Sermon to the 20 lugging it to the end zone goes Trey Sermon for a touchdown Paul Keels on the Ohio State Sports Network the Buckeyes score the first 35 points of the game and hammer Michigan State 52 to 12. The other ranked Big Ten team in action on Saturday was Iowa. After starting the year 0-2, the number 19 Hawkeyes are surging, upping the win streak to five without an issue at Illinois. Petrus is really going at fast forward. Here's Amir Smith-Marset as he walks across the goal line for a touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Hawkeyes. Iowa has the lead. Here's a lob to the end zone. It is caught for a touchdown. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Brandon Smith. A fade pattern and a beautiful throw by Spencer Petrus. Gary Dolphin on the Hawkeye Sports Network. Down 14-0 early in the second quarter, Iowa rips off 35 straight points and wins it 35-21, running its record to 5-2 overall. The Big 12. Iowa State surges into the top 10 this week, checking in at 9. The only thing standing in the way of the Cyclones' spot in the Big 12 championship game? The conference's best defensive unit in West Virginia. But that was no match for the Cyclones' offense. And now they're going to hand it off to Hall. Up the middle he goes, and a flag down in the secondary. Hall breaking tackles across the 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Brees Hall, 23 yards. It looked like he was tied up at the line of scrimmage, but he would have none of that. Akers in motion, Purdy rolls right, finds Akers, touchdown! Landon Akers is in the end zone for the first time! Charlie Kohler called for it, and Landon Akers delivers with Brock Purdy finding him, and that is a happy Cyclone sideline. John Walters on the Cyclone Sports Network. Iowa State opens up a 21-0 halftime lead and dominates West Virginia, cruising to a 42-6 win behind three Brock Purdy touchdowns. So we know one team going to the Big 12 title game. After that... It's a two-horse race between the Bedlam schools. 11th-ranked Oklahoma is in control, holding the head-to-head tiebreaker over Oklahoma State. And the Sooners did their part against Baylor. They will hand to Ramondre up the middle to the one, pushing, turning, touchdown! Ram Bam! And the Sooners for the first time tonight, Painter Rattler. Fakes a handoff, flush to the right, sets up. Now he's flushed back to the left. Still looking to throw, does late, end zone, Weiss is there, touchdown! Toby Rowland on the Sooner Sports Network. OU beats Baylor 27-14 to up the win streak to five. And that put the pressure on number 15 Oklahoma State, who needed to win out to have any shot at a title. And that came crashing to a halt against TCU. Max in the pocket, it starts to break down, comes back left, throws a deep ball. He's got a man breaking free, Gary Davis under it, he's got it, it's a 20, at the 15, down to the 10, to the 5, touchdown, hit the horn! 71-yard strike. Duggan finds Darius Davis. And 
the Frogs go up 27-22 on Oklahoma State. One out to either side to throw it again. The play action, throw it up in the air. And it's picked off by Trey Merrick. Play action for Sanders. Steps up, looking hit as he lets go of it. This pass calls a fall incomplete. And the Frog defense has held again. Brian Estridge on the TCU Sports Network. The Horn Frogs follow a fourth quarter go-ahead score with three straight defensive stops to end the Cowboys' Big 12 hopes 29-22. So Iowa State and Oklahoma will have a rematch of their September game in Arlington in two weeks. The Pac-12. The Pac-12 has three ranked teams. It's most yet this year. The two North Division favorites played Saturday. Washington is new to the rankings at 22, but it will be a one-week stay, thanks to Stanford. All right, first and goal, Stanford from the Washington three-yard line. I formation, Austin Jones, the tailback. No drama here. Play action. Here's your drama. Throw back in the end zone. Scooter Harrington. Touchdown! Dial it up, mark it down. Scott Reese on the Stanford Sports Network. The Cardinal open up a 31-10 third-quarter lead, saw it whittle down to a single possession, and close out the game with an eight-minute drive to hold off the Huskies 31-26, handing UW its first loss of the season. It makes for an important border war next week against Oregon. The Ducks tumbled to 23rd after a late loss at Oregon State last week, and facing winless Cal, the Ducks had the ball late in the fourth needing a touchdown to win. First and 10, 38-yard line to the Bears. Shotgun formation. Crossing pattern, left side. There it is, ball's out. And the ball's loose, the Bears have it. The Bears have it, they're going to win the game. Joe Starkey on the Cal Sports Network. The Bears pitch a second-half shutout and get the game-winning fumble late to pull off a 21-17 upset. However, despite a second straight loss, the Ducks are still in contention in the North Division, heading into the Border War. Washington clinches the division with a win, but an Oregon victory keeps the Ducks' hopes of repeating as Pac-12 champs alive. Elsewhere around the country on Saturday, number 24 Tulsa has a huge matchup with Cincinnati next week in what could be the first of two straight meetings against the Bearcats. Before that, though, the Golden Hurricane went to Navy, where one touchdown was enough. Zach Smith, he has three seconds to get the playoff, a knee-high snap, and he's back to pass, throws over the middle, and it is caught on the run, 35-yard line, Johnson, far side, 20, 15, 10, 5, that's a touchdown, Tulsa, oh my! Bruce Howard on the Tulsa Sports Network, that 66-yard hookup was the only offensive touchdown of the game, but it was enough in a 19-6 win over Navy. In Conference USA, Marshall woke up Saturday morning perfect on the year, but they didn't go to bed the same way. Snap comes at the waist. Wells, right hand to throw, throws up the side, picked up by the house. Smith, now the 20, 15, 10, the 5, stays in bounds. Touchdown, Rice House! The pick six for Naeem Smith goes to the house, his first game back. J.P. Heath on the Rice Sports Network. The Owls went to Huntington without their starting quarterback, but the defense picked up the slack. Behind five interceptions, Rice hands Marshall its first loss of the year in shutout fashion, 20 to nothing. So that was the weekend around the country. When we return here on the College Football Rewind, we'll hand out some awards to the top performers of the week. It's right after these messages. Javier's auto body is colliding with a shortage of licensed techs. That 2017 is waiting on a clear coat, that 09 needs its left rear sanded, pounded, and painted, and the guy over there is waiting on an estimate. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Record-setting performances. Touchdown, Washington State. Nine passing touchdown. 33-yard masterful reception. What a day he is having. Game-winning plays. He might get there. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Bears. What a bonanza. It's time to name our College Football Rewind Players of the Week. For the first time this year, we had a receiver hit the 300-yard mark. That came in the Sun Belt as Arkansas State freshman Corey Rucker had a record day. Hatcher throws out left side, caught by Rucker across the 45-50. Rucker across the 40, Rucker across the 30, across the 20-10-5, reaching for the pylon. He's in. Touchdown, Corey Rucker. First down from their own 41, throw it out left side, caught by Rucker. He's got the record. Inside the 50, cuts left inside the 40. Inside the 30 and knocked out at the 28-yard line. Corey Rucker, the true freshman, has the new single-game receiving yards record at Arkansas State. Matt Stoltz from Learfield IMG College. In the Red Wolves' 48-15 win over Louisiana Monroe, the wideout Rucker caught nine passes for 310 yards and four touchdowns, setting a new FBS single-game record for receiving yards by a freshman. 
Our second player of the week honor goes to another freshman who only touched the ball nine times, but Texas running back Bijan Robinson made the most of them on Saturday. Handoff sweeping left, Robinson breaks a tackle, 20, 15, 10, say goodnight to it. Touchdown, Bijan Robinson, his second is a longhorn. Handoff, Bijan Robinson turns on the right tackle, still on his feet. There he goes, Bijan across midfield, one nine to beat to the 40, the 30, say goodnight to it. Bijan Robinson takes this one 75 yards for a Texas touchdown. Craig Way on the Longhorn Radio Network. Robinson carried the ball nine times for 172 yards and three touchdowns as Texas throttled Kansas State 69-31. Defensively, we return to Conference USA, where Rice put forth the most surprising performance of the season in knocking off previously undefeated Marshall. In the 20-0 victory, the Owls forced five herd turnovers, including one by Blaze Aldridge. Play action, Wells. Throw back across pick. the middle. Picked off by Aldridge. Blaze Aldridge gets his second career pick to 40. He runs it up the sideline to the 50. The fourth interception of the day for the Rice defense. The senior linebacker led Rice with 10 total tackles, had that interception, deflected another, and helped on a tackle for loss as Rice improves to 2-2. Two and two. So Rucker, Robinson, and Aldridge. Those are your top performers from the weekend. When we return, we'll run through our plays of the week. It's next on the College Football Rewind. The passion. He loves 25, first down, 20, 15, 10, 5, 3, 2, 1. The fury. Getting blitzed. Down he goes. The speed. Doubled it. It's going to be Oh, my. The best in college football. Toward the end zone. Got it for six points. You cannot hitch the wagon. Put the ponies in the board. Over the shoulder. Get 30, 20. This is the College Football Blitz. Listen on Saturdays this fall on College Sports Now on TuneIn. This is the College Football Rewind. Corner of the end zone, one-handed catch, touchdown! It's blocked, they did it! They win it on another blocked field goal! Oh my goodness, a circus catch! Holy smokes, you won't see a more amazing catch than that! It's time to count down our plays of the week. Number five. And Bowman going to hand it. It's a reverse. White flips it to Price, who's coming near side. He's got the sideline to the 45 midfield, all the way into Kansas territory. He's gone. Touchdown, Red Raiders. Miles Price on the reverse comes around to the near sideline, and boy, did he tiptoe that sideline. Number four. Left of the right hash from 32. Good snap, good place. The kick is up. It is long enough, and it is a Missouri winner. Kicker, kicker connects. Missouri comes back to win. They retain the Battle Line Rivalry Trophy for the fifth consecutive year. Eli and the boys have done it again. Number three. Back stands in, throws back to the end zone. High. Devontae. Oh my goodness. Touchdown, Alabama. Devontae goes up, makes an unbelievable touchdown catch. I mean, even LSU fans are applauding him right now. Number two. Oliver Martin in motion to the far side. Snap back. Adrian wants to throw. Being rushed. Steps up in the pocket and eludes a man to the 10, to the 5, to the 1. Dives. He is in. Touchdown, Nebraska. What an individual effort by Adrian Martinez. Scrambling through bodies, arms, diving for the end zone. And the Huskers now lead it 13 nothing. Number one. Nix wants to throw it. He's in trouble. He goes, uh, he stays on his feet. Still stays on his feet. Rolls to his left. Nix to the five. He dives to the end zone. He's in. Touchdown, Auburn. Bo Nix. What a run by the sophomore quarterback. Five yards. How on earth did he get out of that sack? Those were your plays of the week. We'll be back with more after this on the College Football Rewind. I saved big money with the Progressive Home and Auto Bundle, so I finally bought that new set of golf clubs. Watch out, Fairway. Here I come. This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big with Progressive, but your other expenses won't just disappear. Are those clubs going to help you when the hot water heater dies? Also, it sounds like your money is better spent on golf lessons. Time to go shoot the course record. No, but maybe time for a reality check. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
the biggest games. A sellout crowd of more than 100,000 fans on hand. This place is rocking. This is college football. Take this in. Half crimson, half burnt orange. Electricity. The biggest moments. At the middle touchdown. One second left. You have got to be kidding me. Touchdown, Ducks. This is the College Football Rewind. Texas A&M kept its playoff hopes alive with a win on the Plains against Auburn. Dan Rubenstein, co-host of the Solid Verbal podcast, gives us his thoughts on Saturday's game at Jordan-Hare and what the Aggies can do to bolster their resume. Hey everybody, Dan Rubenstein from the Solid Verbal here. Subscribe wherever you can listen to podcasts. I believe in you, just like... Texas A&M seemed to believe in itself, especially up front along the offensive line and their rush game. That's a professional segue, people. Uh, They believed in themselves to finally beat Auburn. They've lost three straight to the Tigers, but the Aggies came out looking good. They were solid all game long. They never really pulled away. They ran like they should have perhaps at times pulled away. They go for over 300 yards against Auburn. And outside of a couple of tremendously impressive plays from Bo Nix wriggling out of what looked like a sure thing sack and he turned it into a rushing touchdown and Tank Bigsby exploding a couple times. The Texas A&M defense did enough to win this game and on offense once again it was Isaiah Spiller, it was even Kellen Mond getting into the action on the ground, Anaya Smith as an all-purpose weapon. Once again Jalen Weidemeyer the the tight end who is just consistently fantastic for Texas A&M. They get the job done. It felt like a game Texas A&M could lose. They went down 20-14, to and they've only lost once all year long, obviously, and Auburn seemed like a significant hurdle on the road, but A&M did what they've been doing all year, perhaps outside of that Bama game, and that's run the ball well, that's make minimal mistakes. A week after Kellen Mond had a down game against LSU, he came out and just looked sharp. Not incredible downfield, but sharp was a winning quarterback and I for one Dan Rubenstein of the solid verbal appreciate that and I'm sure AM does because they won this game by 11 points they're now sit at seven and one and life is good if you're in college station or treasure college station so that's a good thing and, and Auburn just didn't make enough plays to win that's it that's it my name is Dan Rubenstein listen to the solid verbal we have fun and we'd love if you were to, to come and hang out and have fun with us too less than 10 minutes left in the program and if you're joining us late we'll relive how the top teams in the country fared as the college football rewind continues right after this it's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Directors' Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. 85 yards! your host, Kyle Tate. Just two weeks to go in the regular season and the pressure continues to build with lots of roadblocks. Could the top 10 teams in the country successfully navigate against unranked competition? We recap the Saturday that was in our weekend flashback. Alabama. Back looks left, loads up, behind the defense, here's Devontae. See ya, touchdown Alabama. Touchdown Alabama. Wow. LSU Tigers today, 55 to 17. Just dominance from the start from this Alabama team. That's what you want to see. Notre Dame. Third and four from the 18. Here comes the blitz up the middle, and Ian Book, he stands in, steps up, has some room to run across the 20. 15-10, a shot to the end zone, sprints into the end zone, touchdown Ian Book. So Notre Dame, courtesy of a 45-21 victory over Syracuse, they end the regular season a perfect 10-0. Two weeks from today, they'll play next in the ACC title game. Clemson. Hooker will take the shotgun snap, bobbles it, loose on the ground, and scrambling for it, and it's going to be picked up by Kendrick. Kendrick scoops it up, across the 50. He's at the Virginia Tech 30 at the 20, and it's going to be a scoop and score for Darian Kendrick. Clemson victorious in Blacksburg tonight as they have now won their sixth in a row over Virginia Tech. And two weeks from today, we'll move on to play Notre Dame 
in the ACC championship game. Ohio State fields in the shotgun. Squats to throw, looks and heaves that one down the left side inside the 10-yard line, and it is caught and going into the end zone is Olave for a touchdown on a 41-yard pass play. Ohio State <laughs> moves to 5-0. Larry Johnson gets dumped with a Gatorade bucket. Clock has gone to zeros, and the final score in East Lansing, 52-12. Texas A&M. Kellen in the pocket, a lot of time over the middle. Deflected and caught in a touchdown by Jalen Watermeyer. Touchdown, Aggies. Down 20-14. to have the 31 to 20 lead the snap the knee the win for the fighting texas aggies 31 to 20 over the auburn tigers florida twins to the right trips to the left the snap to trash surveys the scene now rolls right still has the ball fires to the end zone it's caught that's a touchdown jacob copeland in the back of the end zone it's 30 to 7. now the gators begin the Handshakes, the hugs, and the high fives as the Gators have clinched the SEC Eastern Division title on the grass of Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, Tennessee, where today the Florida Gators have knocked off the Volunteers. Our final score. Florida 31 and Tennessee 19. Iowa State. And Purdy drops, looks, looks. Now in some trouble, he rolls to the right, finds a man, that's Brees Hall, 20, 10, 5, he's got it in second gear, touchdown, Iowa State, Brees Hall for another Cyclone touchdown. And this remarkable Cyclone team has done it. They will stand alone atop the Big 12 Conference standings. Their first conference championship since the Titanic sank. We are going to Jerry World, and there's nothing the Moose out front could do to tell us otherwise. <laughs> the Cyclones win it over West Virginia, 42-6. Miami. First and goal for Miami. Knocking on the touchdown door. Looking to drive the nails right through the coffin lid. Here's the handoff. Harris dives to the end zone. Touchdown, Miami. Cameron Harris. Has his second touchdown of the night. Miami 48, Duke nothing. That's your final score from Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham, North Carolina. That's your weekend flashback. We'll wrap things up when we return here on the College Football Rewind. Woo, got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? <laughs> yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield IMG College. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. Just one show left. Coming next week on what should be an exciting final Saturday of the regular season. While we already know some of the conference championship matchups, there are spots to be had in the Big Ten and Pac-12. That includes some rivalry matchups, with Oregon hosting Washington, USC going to UCLA, and Ohio State looking for another victory over Michigan. That's all for this week's edition of the College Football Rewind. Thanks to our friends at Learfield IMG College, JMI Sports, and the Auburn, Chanticleer, and BYU Sports Networks for their assistance. Be sure to search College Sports Now on your preferred podcasting platform to download today's episode along with the latest editions of College Sports Now, where we'll break down the college football season like nobody else, with new episodes Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. For our producers, Stephen Hartzell and Rob Joyce, I'm Kyle Tate, and you've been listening to the College Football Rewind.